0: Welcome to Beyond the Tools, the podcast that helps contractors attract more leads, grow their business, and finally get off the tools. In each episode, you'll discover marketing tactics that work. You'll get actionable insights from other successful contractors and connect with experts to help you grow. I'm your host, Crystal Hobbs, owner of a social media agency that helps contractors attract and convert more leads. Get ready to take your business to the next level so you can finally enjoy the fruits of your hard labor. Ready? Let's go. Hey, contractors. Welcome back to Beyond the Tools. I'm your host, Crystal Hobbs, and today I couldn't be more excited to bring to you our guest, Today's guest is Tony Fraser-Jones of Profitable Tradie. He's based in New Zealand, and luckily, despite all time zone differences, we were able to hop on a call, and I was... So thrilled to get Tony's insights because he's worked with literally hundreds of businesses, over 876 businesses in the trades, and he specializes in helping business owners improve their bottom lines and their work-life balance. Tony has dedicated his life to providing clarity to business owners who have mastered their trade, but struggled to conquer the day-to-day difficulties of running a business. And in today's episode, we really talk about what the winners do that is different from everybody else. So if you want to be one of the most successful companies in the trades, this is the episode for you. Let's head on over to Tony. I am so thrilled to welcome today's guest, Tony Fraser-Jones of Profitable Trading. Welcome to the show, Tony.
1: Hey, Crystal, how you doing? Awesome to be here. Looking forward to uh, hanging out and shooting the breeze.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So I'm sure a lot of our listeners have probably heard a little bit about you before, but just in case, do you want to tell us a little bit about how Profitable Trading started and where you guys are at today?
1: Yeah, sure. So, um, profitable tradie is like we're a business coaching company who help uh, plumbers, electricians, uh, painters, glaziers, tilers, all the sub subcontract or service businesses. Uh, you know, help make more money. That's what we call profitable tradie, and also make business easy to run, putting in good systems, and just make life and business a whole lot more fun. So, really passionate about that, uh, and uh, we've been doing this for about twelve years, I think. Uh, so initially, actually, I got into this, um, I used to buy and sell houses and renovate houses uh, and I you know, had a bunch of um, of tradies and contractors that we were working with. And uh, I think it was in the, the GFC, uh, just before we were in the GFC, which is uh, like 2008, 2009. That business wasn't going so well because you couldn't sell any houses. Uh, mm. And so I remember going to a business coaching seminar, trying to figure out what I was going to do with my business. And I was like, hmm, actually, I'd like to do that. So I did. And, and I'd been working with contractors and, and tradies the whole time. So that's sort of where, where I kicked off. And it's, it's sort of gone from there, which is, which is kind of cool. So we started off in, in little old New Zealand, which is at the, the bottom of the world. And uh, now we work in New Zealand, Australia and right across the US and Canada as well, which is uh, just super cool.
0: Amazing. Yeah. You've got that global thing going for you.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's um, pretty <laughs> exciting, isn't it? With the technology and stuff, the fact that we can have a ch- chat today is is super good.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So, Tony, I know you've worked with something like eight hundred and seventy six businesses. Did I get that right?
1: Yeah, look, I've I've honestly lost count, um, but it's thousands.
0: Yeah. So um, you've really yeah. seen all sorts of different stages of businesses, and you know what's going on in their world. What have you seen as being in common amongst the most successful companies that you've worked with?
1: Yeah, it's that I mean, it's a it's a big question Um, and there's probably two, two levels to it. So I think the most successful people do some stuff that's kind of um, not on the surface, but they they do some stuff that's pretty common. Like they're great at understanding their financial numbers, Uh, they're across their profitability. They really understand their pricing. They're really proactive with team, so they you know put a lot of effort into growing, nurturing, uh, training their team, building great culture, uh, all that sort of stuff, uh, which is which is massive. And they're also excellent at putting systems and processes uh, into their businesses. So uh, you know, McDonald's is like a bunch of systems. Sixteen-year-olds can you know run it. And they can't even tidy their room up, so they they sort of try and do that sort of thing, which is which is you know get get the business out of their head, get it on paper, get some good checklists, processes, scripts, templates, and they use technology really well as well. So they they, they automate stuff, uh, which is amazing in the world we live in now. You can automate the whole process right from you know the inquiry through to the putting the materials through to the merchant, through to invoicing and 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 collection. You, know, you can you can streamline the whole process. So definitely really strong at that. Uh and I think two other things that they do, so good at leadership, two other things they do really well, which I think a lot don't, mm. is they understand that sales and marketing and getting getting new new leads and being excellent at actually converting leads is really, really critical. Mm. Uh and I think so so they really invest in marketing and, and their sales ability. Uh and that's important because now often often you get kicked around with uh Clients, you know, wanting to shop you around on price, and you feel like you can't sort of—you've got to just take what they what they're offering. But people who who really market well and are good at sales realise that they've got some power and choice around who they work with, and so they tend to uh, shed the bottom feeders, yeah, the bottom feeder clients, the the the, the cheaper nasty ones, and uh, they're always you know, working with with better clients. So I think that's that's on the kind of the, I guess, the visible level. Yeah. But there's there's something underneath that because that seems obvious to do that stuff but a lot of people actually can't do it. And that's really because of what's going on probably between their ears. And and I don't mean that like there's nothing going on. There's a whole lot going on, <laughs> but they they actually those successful people, they see the world in a different way and that allows them to take the action that they need to take and I think that's that's really the real key to success is like when I talk about mindset which is like it sounds a bit woolly and fluffy, and you know, a bit woo woo. But um, really, it's just the way you see the world, mm. and and the winners um, they see it really differently, uh, and then the people who who are the not winners, who struggle, yeah. the people who who fight, I find who are constantly cash poor, they're time poor, they're having team hassles all the time. They can't find good people. Uh, you know, they can't get away on vacation or take a break because they're under the pump all the time. And that's probably the difference, I think, at that level.
0: So when you start to work with a client that is in that space where business feels really hard, they're overwhelmed, how do you work with them through that?
1: Uh, I I think the the key thing is that people need a plan. Uh, And that sounds really sort of simple, and it is, but most people don't have it. Uh, and most stuff in business is actually pretty simple. It's just not always easy to do. So when people join our, you know, we have run a coaching program called the Million Dollar Trading. And you know, the aim is to take people to a million dollars net profit, uh, which is, you know, which we have people do, which is cool. Not everyone's going to do that, but the people can do that and it's possible uh, for sure. You know, for the first six weeks, we actually map out a plan for what they need to work on. And typically, I mean, that, it's the same for everyone in the first six weeks because, Pretty much everyone has the same issues, and there's some foundations for success. And the two areas we really focus on are time. So, how to be more effective with using your time and make better choices about using your time. Uh, so that's one thing. And the other thing is, is numbers. So actually starting to understand uh, the profitability of your business. Mm. So you know your, your gross margins, where your revenues at. Uh, actually back costing your jobs. That's a massive. Like that's a massive thing to do. If you can cost your jobs, figure out what your profitability is. All of a sudden you'll be like. Flipping heck, like I'm not making any money off, you know, this builder and that builder and this, this person. We're just not making money. Right. Uh, and so you, you make changes and you may not be making money for all sorts of reasons. Maybe your pricing is, is not, uh, is not where it needs to be, or maybe you're just really inefficient. Lots of trips to site, you know, lots of uh, rework, all sorts of stuff. So having a plan is really important, but underneath that, we start to challenge people in the way they look at the world and we talk about, a concept called uh, above and below the line and it's really simple and I think probably just going through it will be helpful Yeah. Um, so yeah. you know you, you imagine this just a line across the middle of the page and above the line uh, that's where people uh, they take uh, ownership for their outcomes they are responsible for the results they get uh, so, so that's you know super important and they're accountable. Uh, so, what that means is anything that's going on in their business and in their life, they take, you know, ownership of it effectively. And if you think about a little acronym, uh, ownership, accountability, and responsibility, O A R is OR. So, you've basically got an OR, you know, which you're going to steer your ship with. Mm. Uh, and then below the line is where people blame other people, they make excuses, and they operate in denial. Uh, I love the dog, by the way. <laughs> it's awesome. Uh, what's the dog's name?
0: The dog? My dog is named yeah. Buddy.
1: I love Buddy. <laughs> uh, so, so they operate below the line. So blame, they blame other people for their problems, they make excuses and they operate in denial. So denial is a cheesy dad joke. There's not a river in Egypt. You know, It's a real problem. Uh, and so what happens when people you know, operate below the line? They are like the victim. They feel like Businesses rough. They feel like ah, oh, it's the economy's fault, or ah, oh, there's no good staff out there, no good, you know, tradespeople or technicians to employ. Right. Ah, oh, you know, it's too hard. Or our big below the line mindset is I don't have time.
0: Mm. Now, oh, I
1: don't have time. And if you think about, I, I mean, and, and if you're listening. And you own a business, I, I understand how you can feel like that. Cause I, I feel like that too, and I'm sure you do, Crystal, as well. But when you think about that comment, it's kind of crazy because you don't have time is like what, you've got less than twenty four hours a day? It's like someone flogged some of your time. Like, you know, did did God give you less hours in the day than everyone else? Right. Well, I don't know. Like, you know, you look special, but I don't think you're that special. And so that that sets up a well basically what we want people to do is rather than blame people for their problems, they take responsibility. And and if you blame people, you feel like a victim, you feel overwhelmed, you feel burnt out, anxious, stressed. It's, it's not a nice place to to feel in. I mean, if you're listening, you probably felt like that, and I'm sure you all have. What it means is you basically give up in a way. It's like, well, there's nothing I can do about it. That's right. the key thing. There's nothing I can do about it, so I'll just carry on and see what happens. And if it comes right, well, that's luck. If it doesn't, well, whatever. But if you operate above the line, you're actually like, well, I'm going to, you know, I can control this to some extent. And so a great example might be, um, look, it's hard to find good team members. And, uh, you know, it is often hard to find quality tradespeople. They're they're like, hen's teeth are pretty scarce at times. So if you have a below the line attitude, you'll be like, oh, well, you know, I've advertised and look, there's no one out there and it's too hard and you know, all the people apply are idiots and like, you know, I'm going to give up.
0: Yeah, I'll but just if you stay operate the same. The line,
1: I'll stay the same, which is never staying the same. You're kind of getting worse if you're staying the same because right. things change. But if you're operating above the line, you'll be like, righto, well, I've advertised for two months and I haven't found anyone. That's frustrating. What can I do differently? And then you might be like, well, actually, why don't I look at my employment ad? Perhaps I need to offer some different benefits. Why don't I look at what I'm doing to promote my business you know, my hiring brand, what am I doing to be an employer of choice? What what sort of stuff am I putting on my socials and on my web, web page that makes us look like an epic place to work? What am I doing to build the culture of my business so that, you know, when my apprentices go to, to tech or TAFE or where they go to study to do some courses, they talk to their friends about how amazing it is here. Mm-hmm. So, and that's a completely different approach. And it feels different too, right? Yeah. Uh, you feel like you've got the um, opportunity to, to make a change, to, to be in control of things, and you can't because there's always something you can control, and that's what the winners do. They're looking at what they can control uh, and what they can influence, even if it's only 30%, because they'll make a bit of a change, and then they, they will find someone to hire, and their business gets a little bit better, and they get a bit more confidence, and they know that they can make things happen, so they keep trying, and they keep building, and their confidence grows. Right. Whereas the ones who operate below the line, they get into that vicious circle of blame, excuses, and denial. Mm. Which which is basically the pathway to you know to to burnout. So yeah. I think that's a a big difference that I see. Well,
0: that's interesting, Tony. I feel like even you know, in you saying that, in my experience and, and correct me if I'm wrong, you need a certain level of self-awareness to even realize if you're living more below the line. Have you seen that as well? Do you find that some of your clients aren't aware that they're in that
1: mindset? 100%. And that's a key part of, as a a coach and as a guide through our programs, we're trying to help people sort of become aware of, actually, I have you now I can stand outside myself and look at what's going on and see that I can actually make some changes. Mm. It sounds a bit woo-woo, but it's like actually a pretty precious gift that you can get once you get that insight. So awareness is, is huge. And I, I, anyone who's listening, you've got to be really careful about the stories you tell yourself about your business. And this, this is quite deep. It's not yeah. about getting out on site and you know, smashing out a job. Uh, most people great and if you're listening to a podcast like this you're going to be one of the people who are kind of motivated because otherwise you wouldn't be listening to this you'd be you know watching netflix or on your phone or at the pub chillaxing whatever (laughs) so so self-awareness is massive when you find yourself making excuses or blaming other people or complaining you're below the line yeah and you need to step back and say hey actually how can i make a change what can i actually control here? And I think the it's a great question, Crystal. Like that's probably the actual key to success. Underneath all of this is when you're actually able to be self aware and conscious of of what you're doing mm. and how that's creating the results that you're getting. So yeah, being able to stand back is yeah is absolutely critical.
0: Yeah. So let's say you know I'm a business owner listening to this. I recognize that okay, I'm I'm complaining. I'm feeling overwhelmed. All of these things. What are some practical things that they can do to change or to start living more above the line?
1: Uh, I think learning is a critical one. So actually committing to, to learning. Mm-hmm. So you know, listening to podcasts is a great way to do that. There's, audiobooks are another epic way of, of learning and getting uh, you know, fresh perspective. Uh, I drive around with audiobooks on all the time and they're easy. You can use them in your, in your truck or your, your ute or your van or whatever. Just get an Audible subscription. Uh, and there's some great, you know, books on business, productivity and all that sort of stuff, which will, you know, which will help. I think, you know, maybe joining an association, maybe it's a a master plumbers association or whatever it is, something like that. Maybe getting some coaching. There's lots of people who can help you with that, uh, as well, um, is, is important. Your attitude to time, as well, is really important. So w- what you what you want to do is come someone who makes choices about what you do. And what I mean by that is, actually, someone told me this story once about time. You know, if, if you say you don't have time to do something, really, what you're saying is that's not a priority. Right. So let that's let's nice. let's say I got four kids, which keeps us pretty busy. Uh, Broman's my wife, so you know life's pretty busy. And let's say uh, one of our children was in a car accident. And someone rang up and said hey look Jackson hospital he's really crook really sick would i say i don't have time to go and see him well of course not i would you know i would drop all the jobs i have to do i'd put the tools down i'd jump in my van and i'd go straight to the hospital because it's a priority yeah and so this is the thing with with our businesses and this is another thing that the winners do is that they they focus not just on doing the jobs and the projects, they focus on building their business as a project.
0: Mm. It's
1: a really subtle difference. If someone's going to rings up and maybe it's a, a plumbing business and the hot water cylinder is, you get a call about a hot water cylinder that's burst and needs replacing. Well, let's say you're the owner of the business and maybe you've got four or five people in your business. You still do some work out in the field. You take that call and all the rest of your team are busy and you're like, okay, yeah, like I can go do that job. Maybe I'll make a couple of grand. But let's say you also had for that afternoon plan to to visit three building contractors who could potentially give you five hundred thousand, a million dollars worth of work over the next year or two. But you, you know, you kind of push that one to the side just to go and do this urgent job. Well, if you say I don't have time to to work on the the marketing and building those relationships, that's not actually true. What you're actually saying is it's it's a priority for me just to go and fix this thing, and I'll get a couple of grand now. Yeah. And so you've got to back that up and say, well, actually, and if you say to yourself, it's a priority, it's not a priority for me to go and visit these building contractors, if you say that to yourself, you'll be like, actually, that's crazy. That's insane. Of course it's a priority. This other thing is not a priority, uh, and that's how you, you know start to make some choices about what you're doing because when you feel like you don't have a choice, that that's you know, makes you feel pretty rubbish and, and burdened. And that probably leads to the next thing is I think the winners are really good at being assertive. Hmm. So, and that doesn't mean they are like hard out, you know, busting heads. Um, they are good at saying no or not now. So, And that means that they're able to kind of emotionally push back against the demands from the clients particularly. Yeah, And it's yeah. really tough when you're running a business, and you've got clients ringing up, screaming at you, building contractors and, building managers and real estate people and blah, blah, blah. And you're like, you know, I feel like I should help them all and it's great customer service. I should be there for them. Yeah, And don't get me wrong, you should provide great service. I mean, that's important, obviously. You won't have a good business if you don't do that. But if you continually let everyone else kind of pull the strings of your life and your business, that's not what the winners do because it leaves no time to actually work on improving your business and growing your business and creating lifestyle and building your team and systems and structure. Yeah, and that—that's yeah. you know—it does take some effort to do that, but that's what the, the winners do. They're able to say, "No, I can't do that right now," or, "Hey, look, man, we're, we're flat out the next couple of days, but we can get there on Monday." You no, know, will that work for you? Uh, so yeah. I think that's a big—that's a huge thing I've seen. Uh, and yeah. people can learn that for sure, but it yeah can take a bit of effort.
0: And that makes sense. I mean, especially anybody in the trades, a lot of it is urgency, right? So there's always going to be things coming up. But being able to look at something and say, "Of course, there are these urgent things, but like, what's really important in terms yeah. of long term?"
1: Yeah, and and um, like this is not something I invented. That's for sure. I mean, Stephen Covey is like the the godfather of this stuff. And if you haven't read a book called Seven Habits of Highly Effective People, I highly recommend you read it. Uh, unfortunately, he's he's dead just now, but the wisdom that he had, you know, lives on. And that's exceptionally good. I can't remember what the chapter is, but there's that quadrant of urgent versus not important. If you if you can read that, it'll be amazing because it helps you understand that sometimes the urgent stuff, if that's all you ever do, that's all you'll ever end up doing. You don't mm-hmm. take some time to build your business, work on your systems. And I know this is tricky to do, but this is what the winners do because they are, they're kind of emotionally able to look at life in a long-term way and not just in a short-term what do I need to do to get this project finished way? Yeah. And I that's tricky for tradespeople, right? Like
0: it yeah, is. Yeah, and like, I mean a lot of them start in the trades because they're good at the thing, you know, they're good at the yeah. technical, fixing the pipes, installing the new yeah. AC, whatever that yeah. is. Yeah. Um, how have you seen in your experience working with these types of clients, like how do they kind of evolve their mindset to be less of You know the technician and more of the ceo kind of thing
1: yeah huge question look it is it is a process that takes some time for a lot of people and you're right it's often about identity actually so this is quite deep and you know if you're listening you might be thinking Well, identity what's that got to do with fixing my business up well it turns out it's kind of everything uh so what I mean by identity is how you view your place in the world and how you get significance as a person. So what, what tends to happen is um, because as tradespeople, really good at getting jobs done, good with our hands, good at fixing problems and making people happy because we solve their problems or we build their house or landscape their gardens or whatever. And so we get a lot of significance mm-hmm. from uh, doing that. And you know, when there's a problem in our business, even if we've got Five people, ten people, fifteen people. Uh, if something pops up and we need more hands to get work done, we we often find ourselves jumping in there and doing it because it's like, well, we'll get it done, and it feels good, and I feel like I'm making progress, and I feel significant, and I get a charge off that. Like, in a I mean, you probably, you know, uh, and and that's all good, but if you always fill in the gaps with your own sort of sweat equity, then it's really hard for your business to grow because you're not actually focusing on. The growth part of your business so i think you you have to start to look at where you get your significance and meaning from as a person in a, in a different way at sort of a, a different level it's more like well hey how can i you know grow a team of people that can help our clients get the results they want how can i inspire my team and, and create an environment where they all can grow as people and they can provide great results for yeah. our clients uh, so that's quite significant work
0: yeah, I think that's a really important point too, because I know a lot of business owners that I talk to, some of their long-term goals, it's either like, I want to leave a legacy, or I want generational wealth, or I want to, you know, provide a livelihood for other people. And you can't do any of those things if you're always the one that's jumping in to do things. Yeah, it, it's making
1: that that um, sort of jump from being a doer to uh, almost an enabler yeah so your job as the ceo of a, of a business you know maybe you've got 15 20 50 100 employees whatever it is is to is to enable them to do the work in fact the bigger your business comes becomes the more your job is removed from the day to day and it's about actually creating the environment for other people to succeed mm. and it's it's incredibly rewarding when you get there uh, and, and a great thing to do because most people don't actually re- realize that that's even a thing that can happen. And so that's why it's important to hang out with some people who are maybe a bit further down the road than you are mm. uh, and learn from them and talk to them about their experience and the fact that, hey, this is amazing. Like, I've got this business that makes money, that runs well. I can actually take some vacations. I can go away for six weeks or eight weeks and things will carry on. And I've got these great people that I've brought up and I'm actually creating you know income jobs for them and uh the satisfaction you get as a person is is important then as well
0: yeah absolutely i love that so i mean obviously there's a lot here that We've talked about in terms of, you know, the way you should think as an entrepreneur, how you view the world, making sure you're living above the line and even, you know, practical things about like what you do with your time and delegating to your team. I guess, is there anything else or any last words of wisdom to anybody listening who is, you know, in true theme with our show, trying to get beyond the tools and grow their business? Is there anything you'd like to... Share as a yeah. last thing, yeah,
1: there is one one last thing which I think is incredibly powerful, even when your business is working really well, those people typically are always looking at what they can do next, mm. uh, which is part of what makes them successful, and so that kind of stress about what's next kind of never really goes away unless you do one thing which is super important. It's really important to look back at how far you've come and this is this is important for your own mental health as well, and something I've had to learn because I was Oh, I was terrible at this. You have to learn to be grateful, and what I mean by that is, even if you you look back, it's like if you're climbing up a mountain. You know, if you if you get if it's a two day hike and you get the first day, you've got to camp at the first day, which is halfway, and you're like, it's been hard, and it's like brutal, and you look up and you're like, well, the rest of it's even more brutal. Right. So you know, if there's, there's two people doing this, let's say a couple of friends are, are making this hike, and they get to the the first day, and one of the friends looks back and is like, wow, we've come a long way. This is awesome. Look at the view. Like, we've we've done well today. That person's, like, feeling pretty satisfied. They're feeling that like they can control their destiny and that they're on the front foot. The other person looks up the hill and they're like, flipping heck, like, that's that's killer. Like, oh, I'm exhausted today. I don't know how I'm going to do that. Uh, and that sets their frame of reference. Like, they they are stressed out. So I think if you're listening, and all of this sounds a bit much, and maybe it does. It's like, just give yourself a pat on the back for what you've done so far in your business. And then every week, look at what you've done. Yeah. You know, and it might be a small thing. It might be a call you've made or, a, you know, someone you followed up who hadn't paid your money, whatever it is. And give yourself a pat on the back because as a business owner, no one else is going to do that. And it's important that we, we do that because it really helps us with you know, the process of actually growing as well.
0: I love that. And I think it's so true of all humans, but especially if you're a business owner, that you're always looking to where you can go and not thinking about, like you said, everything that you've done to get to where you are. So I love that. I think that's beautiful. Amazing. So Tony, I know our listeners are going to want to connect with you and learn more about profitable trading. What's the best way for them to do that?
1: Yeah, um, we've got a book which might be you know really helpful for people. It's called The Profitable Trader, and it, it goes through uh, seven ways to you know earn more while working a lot less, and they're really practical ways, uh, which which are helpful. So, yeah, love if you want to grab a copy, we you know we've got a free copy organised. Uh, there'll be a link in the session notes. I think, Crystal, you will just pop it in there. So grab a copy of this. It's this probably a great way to connect uh, as well, and um, you know hopefully you'll find that you know find that super helpful too.
0: Perfect. Well, yes, we will absolutely put that in the show notes as well as some links to Profitable Treaty. And you guys have a podcast as well, right?
1: We do. Yep. Yep. So that's a lot of fun. Um, so maybe we can put a link to that in, the, in the, um, the notes as well.
0: For sure. Absolutely. Well, thank you, Tony. This has been amazing uh, as I expected it would be. And I know our listeners are going to love this. So really appreciate you coming on here.
1: Uh, it's been been fun. Love chatting.
0: Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Beyond the Tools. If you liked what you heard, please subscribe, rate and review wherever you get your podcasts. I'd love if you could also share this episode with a fellow contractor who is ready to get off the tools and grow their business. And if you want more leads, sign up for our email list at reflectivemarketing.com, where we share weekly marketing insights that you can't get anywhere else. I'm Kurtzel Hobbs, and I hope you'll join me on the next episode of Beyond the Tools. See you next time.